You're listening to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church, and we're diving deep into the I Am statements of Jesus. We pray that this message is a blessing to you. You can connect with us at any time at gatewaybaptist.com.au. This morning we are continuing our I Am series, where we are looking at the I am statements of Jesus throughout the Gospel of John. And as we do that today, I've got some good news for us and I've got some bad news, okay? So which one do you want first, the good news or the bad news? I think I heard you say the good news, right? Yeah, because it's going to help me out. Okay, the good news is, is that in John 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And then again in verse 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. The good news today is that Jesus is the good shepherd. That's the good news. But the bad news is that if Jesus is the good shepherd, it means that we are sheep. You feeling that this morning? We are the sheep. And that's kind of problematic. That's bad news because sheep don't often get a good rap. And as we take a look today at another one of Jesus' I am statements to help us enlarge our understanding and experience of who Jesus is, we're going to look at two characteristics of sheep that might just help us understand something more about our good shepherd. You didn't know you were getting an agricultural lesson this morning when you came to church. But the first thing we're going to learn about sheep is that sheep are lost without the shepherd. When sheep are left to their own devices, they can get themselves into some serious trouble. Have you ever seen a sheep maybe stuck on the side of a cliff, their head through a fence? I'm not sure if I've seen it personally, but I've seen photos of this. And sheep often get into trouble when they leave their flock and they just end up doing some kind of dumb stuff. But entire flocks of sheep can get themselves into strife when they're not following the shepherd. Sheep have this herd mentality where they just follow the sheep in front of them. And this herd mentality works when the sheep are following the shepherd because the shepherd knows where he is going. But when sheep are without a shepherd, it can get really, really interesting. In 2005, a Turkish newspaper reported that Turkish shepherds were stunned to find that after leading their herds to graze while they ate their breakfast, one sheep decided to jump off a cliff and 1,500 other sheep followed, each one just jumping off that cliff. And it's reported that 450 sheep died. And the only reason that the other sheep didn't die was because they jumped into a pile of fluffy dead sheep. Sheep are lost without the shepherd. And this imagery that Jesus uses in John 10 
about the sheep, about the shepherd. It's imagery that we see used all throughout Scripture. And although it's not something that's always familiar to us, it's used throughout Scripture because it was relatable. And it was a significant picture that brought insight and understanding to those who were listening. And so when Jesus declares in John, and when he's talking to the Pharisees, that he is in fact, I am the good shepherd. This is not a random agricultural analogy. This is a statement that resonates deeply with those who are listening. In John 10, 22, we're told that this interaction that Jesus and the Pharisees are having happens around the time of the Feast of Dedication. Now, the Feast of Dedication was a celebration of the temple being rededicated back to God after having been filled with false gods and idols. And it's thought that during the Feast of Dedication in Jesus' day, words from the prophet Ezekiel were read aloud as a reminder that the previous leaders, the previous shepherds of Israel had not taken care of their sheep, but had instead left them to wander. And I just want to read some of you these verses from Ezekiel today, because as we do, we'll start to see just the significance and the power that is in Jesus' proclamation when he declares, I am the good shepherd. So this is what it says in Ezekiel 34, verse 1. Woe to you, shepherds of Israel, who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with wool, and slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered Because there was no shepherd. See, sheep are lost without the shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them. When sheep don't have a shepherd, they are left to wander aimlessly. They are left to fight for themselves, to fend for themselves, and they are left for the wild animals. And the wild animals come and devour them. And if you look at our secular culture that surrounds us, there are people wandering aimlessly, people scattered every which way, and the enemy is having a field day. But here is where we learn the second thing about sheep. Although sheep are lost without the shepherd, sheep have an amazing ability to recognize the shepherd's voice. See, at the start of John 10, Jesus says this to the Pharisees. We're going to pick it up halfway through verse 3. The sheep listen to his voice. This is a shepherd's voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And when he has brought all, out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize 
a stranger's voice. I want you to imagine the vast Judean kind of countryside for a moment. During the day, there's numerous shepherds out in the fields with their sheep, and as night descends, they start to gather their flocks together, and they gather them in an enclosure. But this is an enclosure that is a communal enclosure. Several of the nearby shepherds with their flocks come here for the night for safekeeping. And the shepherds know that their sheep will be kept safe because throughout the night there is a watchman employed to stand guard at the gate. And his job is to protect the sheep while the shepherds are resting. And in the morning, each one of those shepherds go through that gate and they call their sheep and their sheep know the sound of their shepherd's voice and so they follow the shepherd out. See, sheep recognize the voice of the stranger. And so that means that we, we as sheep have the ability to recognize and even distinguish between different voices. And today we are going to play a very quick game just to highlight this fact. And the game is called, Do You Know This Voice? Because my guess is that if you have heard a voice often enough, probably even if you've heard it just a number of times, you don't actually need to see the person to know whose voice it is. Are you ready? We're going to play a voice of someone that if you've been around this place a little while, you may know. And I want you to see if you can shout out and guess whose voice it is. First one. He came to heal them, to invest with them, to eat them, and ultimately eat with them, not eat them. That would be terrible. Yes. Whose voice is that? Tim. That is Tim. Uh, having a bit of a faux pas with his words as well. I hear this voice a lot. Actually, the truth is he probably hears my voice way more than I hear his voice, but... That is the first one. Second one, let's see if we can hear this voice. I love bread. Even just looking at this bread makes me hungry. Now, I used to love as a kid, we would get I think to we know that voice. Who's that voice? Susan, yes, we're here last week. Now, this one might be a bit more tricky, okay? So let's go for the third one. And there's some of us here in this room. There's a future that God's got for you, but right now it's We don't it's even need unknown. to hear that voice for very long to know who that is. Who is it? It is. See, when you hear a voice often enough, you start to recognize whose voice it is. And so I want to ask you today, what voices do you listen to the most? What voices are you most familiar with? See, we live in a world surrounded by so many different voices calling our names, trying to get us to do certain things, to buy certain things, to like certain things, to subscribe to certain things, and even to stand up for certain things. And the more that we hear these voices, the easier it is for us to recognize them but the more likely it is for us to follow them. And so sheep, they not only recognize the voice of the shepherd, they actually have the amazing ability to distinguish between the voice of the shepherd and the voice of the stranger. Verse five says, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. The shepherd, 
the good shepherd calls his sheep by name. He leads them and they follow him because they know his voice. They know the voice of the shepherd and they know not to follow the voice of the stranger. In fact, it says they run away from him. And so the question for us today is, do you know his voice? Do you know the voice of the good shepherd? Because if we are the sheep in this story, then we can know the voice of the shepherd. And we actually have the ability to distinguish between the voice of the shepherd and the voice of the stranger. But sometimes I wonder if our lives and our minds are so full of voices vying for our attention and demanding a response from us that sometimes the voice of the shepherd, the voice of Jesus, just gets crowded out. And it's like the voice of Jesus just gets lost amongst all the other voices that we hear. And today I believe God wants to remind us That the good shepherd is calling our name. The good shepherd desperately wants to lead us. And we just need to start listening and begin to follow. Now, the natural progression at a point in a sermon like this would be either to talk about how we silence those other voices or how do we really, really know that it's the voice of the good shepherd. We're actually going to take a different path today. In this passage of Scripture, we find three distinct differences between the sheep that are lost, the sheep that are not following the shepherd, and the sheep who know the voice of the shepherd and who are following. And I believe that as we look at these three differences, it's going to give us some insight as to what it looks like to know and follow the voice of the good shepherd. And the first difference is this. When the sheep follow the shepherd, he leads them to a place of pasture instead of being left for the thief. So Jesus has just been telling the Pharisees about the sheep listening to the voice of the shepherd and about being the gate. There's actually two I am statements of Jesus in this passage. And he says to the Pharisees, they obviously don't understand what he's been talking about to start with. And so he has to reiterate it. And he says in John 10 verse 7, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus says, when the sheep are following the shepherd, he leads them to a place of pasture. But then he reminds us straight after that, that when the thief comes, he only comes to do three things. And I mentioned before that when sheep aren't following the shepherd, the enemy goes to town, and I love how Jesus so clearly shows us here what the enemy's game plan is. He says that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we can see that happening all around us. He's stealing our joy. He's stealing our peace. 
He's stealing our self-control, our contentment. And when that happens, it kills and it destroys our relationships, our identity, our self-talk can spiral. And this is just to mention a few. But then Jesus goes on to say straight after that, but I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. The shepherd doesn't lead you to a place of death and destruction. The shepherd leads you to a place of pasture. And the psalmist David creates this similar picture when in the very famous Psalm 23, he writes, writes, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Now, before you think to yourself, I don't know, I don't know if I'm following the shepherd because my life is not all green pastures or quiet waters. My life feels tough. My life sometimes actually feels like there is someone or something that is out to get me. Well, David actually continues on in this psalm and honestly shares about the reality of this life, this life that we all live. He says, even though I walk through the, val- through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is the picture of the shepherd walking with his sheep through the valley. The shepherd comforting and protecting his sheep. When you know the voice of the shepherd and when you follow the voice of the shepherd, he will lead you. And he is leading you to a place of pasture you might just not be able to see it quite yet. All you might be able to see right now is the dark valley. And right now, you can't actually see anything beyond the dark valley, but that's okay because you're just a sheep. And if you're a sheep that is following the shepherd, then you can trust that the shepherd, the shepherd will lead you into a life of fullness. Because the good shepherd, he doesn't just see what is in the next field over. The good shepherd sees far off into the distance. And as he leads you, yes, he is with you. He is there walking with you in the moment. But his eyes are not fixed on where you are. His eyes are looking to where you are going. And as He leads you. He is leading you to a life, a life of fullness that is waiting for you into eternity. And do you trust that when you follow Jesus, he is leading you to have life and life to the full? Often it can feel like following Jesus can sometimes be a bit of a killjoy. But that's because the enemy is actually stealing our picture of what it means to have life and have life to the full. We are being sold the lie of what it means to have a full life if we just look at the the surrounding culture and what it says about a full life. 
When the sheep follow the shepherd, he leads them to a place of pasture. The voice of the shepherd doesn't steal, kill, and destroy. The voice of the good shepherd leads us to a life of fullness. And the second difference we see is that when sheep follow the shepherd, he lays down his life for the sheep instead of abandoning them. Verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away and then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And the picture here is that the good shepherd stays with his sheep but the hired hand abandons them when the wolf comes. And the irony of this picture is that any reasonable shepherd, yes, would try to protect their sheep. They would try to fight off the wild animals that want to try and kill and eat their sheep. But they also know that if they, in the process of trying to protect them, are also killed, they will no longer be able to protect their sheep, and their sheep are as good as dead. So it's possible that the death of the shepherd actually means the death of the sheep. But what Jesus is pointing us to here is something that doesn't quite yet make sense to those who he is speaking to. He is telling them that the death of the good shepherd can actually mean life for the sheep. Jesus is reimagining what they knew. They knew that death equaled death. But he is pointing them to a time when death will equal life. Jesus, the good shepherd, he is unlike the shepherds that Israel had previously known. Those shepherds, as Ezekiel reminds us, put their own needs ahead of the flock. They'd been so focused on their own preservation that without the shepherd, the flock had been scattered and left to the wild animals. But this is never what God intended. This passage from Ezekiel that we read before continues on, and I want to read it from verse 11. Because although in John 10 we see Jesus make this powerful proclamation, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd and I'm calling my sheep by name. I want to lead my sheep. I have laid down my life for the sheep. When we actually zoom out from this one particular scripture, we see that the heart of God has always been to gather his flock. He does not want to see one of his sheep perish. And this is what it says in Ezekiel 34. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will, find, I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. I will tend them in a good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord. I search for the lost and bring back the strays. 
And the final difference we see here is that when the sheep follow the shepherd, he gathers the sheep. He doesn't scatter the sheep. We read that when the sheep are not following the shepherd, when the sheep are in the presence of the hired hand, they are abandoned and the wolf comes and they scatter. But Jesus also says in verse 16 of John 10, he says, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also and they too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Jesus, the good shepherd, gathers his sheep. He longs for the day where there is one shepherd and one flock. Each one of his precious sheep, whether they're in his flock currently or not, each one, he is calling them. He wants them to come. He wants to lead them. He wants them to be a part of his flock. God's heart is that none of his sheep would perish. This is the heart of our God. This is the heart of the good shepherd. And he is calling our name. And the question for us today is, do you know his voice? Do you know the voice of the good shepherd? In amongst all the other voices that are vying for your attention, do you know his voice? Can you recognize his voice? And if you do, are you following? As I prepared this message I actually couldn't shake this picture, and I think it's a picture for us to consider today. Some of us today think we are following the shepherd, but in fact, we're kind of just following the sheep that are in front of us. And that's okay if those sheep are following the shepherd. But I actually believe there is a reminder for us today to pause for a moment, and not just right now, but just pause in this season in our lives to see if the sheep that we are following are in fact following the shepherd. Because some of you, when you do that, and imagine this kind of picture for me for the moment, you've got a flock of sheep, and imagine being in that flock, and for a moment just having to stick your head up to see if the shepherd is out there. Because for some of us, when we do that, we'll pop our head up and we'll see that the shepherd is there, that the flock that we're in is following the shepherd. And that's actually a really good thing. As Paul writes to the church in Corinth, he says to them, imitate me as I imitate Christ. There is something about the body of believers that God has given us so that we can do this journey together. We are to come alongside each other and together go on this journey of following Jesus. But for others of us, when we pop our head up, you might actually find that in fact, you're just following some sheep. And the sheep might not actually be sure where they're going. And without the shepherd, it's possible that the place they are heading to is not a place of pasture, but a place where the enemy is so, ever so sneakily and not overtly trying to steal kill and destroy the life that God has for you. 
So how do you know whether the sheep is up there or not when you kind of metaphorically pop your head up? Well, you listen. Because the good shepherd is calling your name. The good shepherd wants to lead you. The good shepherd has laid down his life for you. And so when you come to him with the things that you're wrestling with, is you ask him which way to go when you stand at a crossroads, he wants to speak to you. He wants to lead you. I reckon today there are just some of us who are feeling really lost. And for some of us, it it might be because we know we've actually strayed from the pack, from the flock. We have chosen to go our own way. Believe God wants to remind you today that he is calling you back. He wants to lead you and nothing that you have done while you've been out on your own stops you from wanting him back with you in the flock. But for others of us today, I actually think that we're just standing at this crossroads. Maybe there's a decision that you need to make in your life right now and kind of in this moment today, you're just realizing that you you really you just need to know which way to go. And I reckon for some of us this morning, it's kind of this analogy, like I lost my keys the other day and uh, I looked in all these different places to try and find where I'd put my keys and I couldn't find them. And I asked a whole bunch of people, I looked in a whole bunch of places, I thought, oh no, I've lost my keys. And then I came and I had my bag and I opened my bag up and they were right in my bag. And I thought, well, that was silly. I reckon for some of us this morning, we've actually been looking for guidance in a whole bunch of different places. We've been kind of running around, talking to different people. We've been maybe even researching a whole bunch of things. But the whole time, in our bags, in our pockets, we've had our keys. We've had the voice of God and we've neglected to sit and to listen as to what the Good Shepherd is calling us to do. And if that resonates with you this morning, just this feeling of being lost, Maybe you're just standing in this crossroads. You have this decision to make and and there's multiple options that you could do and you just want to know which way to go. This morning, we're just going to create a space for us to listen to the voice of the shepherd. And so if that resonates with you, if right now you just know that there's a decision, maybe you know that you've kind of strayed and you are not with the flock, I believe God wants to speak to you this morning. So why don't you just stand if that resonates with you and I would love us just to pray together. Open ourselves up to listen to what the Good Shepherd might want to say to us today. If you're online, I invite you just to make note of that in the chat. And as I pray, just open yourself up to what God wants to say to you this morning. So if that resonates with you, I'd love you to stand. We're just going to create a moment where we can open ourselves up to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd and what He is calling us to do. I reckon He's going to open some of our eyes just to the path that we need to take. Where there are multiple paths in front, you've been asking Him which way to go. He just wants to show you clearly this morning. Does anyone else want to join those who are standing? 
just to discern what it is that the Good Shepherd is calling you to today. For those who are standing, why don't you just open your arms up to God. If you're online and praying this prayer with us, why don't you just open yourself up to God. And uh, church family, if you're around those who have stood, why don't you just gather around them right now? Just gather around them. And as we pray, why don't we be listening to what God might be saying to us too for our brothers and sisters today. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are a God that speaks. And God, we thank you that in the midst of all the other voices that are surrounding, the voice of the Good Shepherd is calling our name. And God, we trust this morning that you want to lead us. We thank you for laying down your life for us. And God, we just create a space right now just to listen to what you want to say to us today. God, open our eyes, open our ears so that we can hear you. And God, for those who have been standing at a crossroads wondering which way to go, may your voice be the one that they can follow. May they hear your voice calling them. And God, may you make clear the path they are to follow. And Jesus, I pray that you would give within them just a sense of peace as to which way they are to walk. And that as they take steps to, in obedience, follow you, God, that you would just remind them that you, God, are faithful, that you do not let them walk a journey by themselves, but you go with them. Your rod and your staff protect them and comfort them. Lord Jesus, where. You call us to take a really bold step that's outside of our comfort zone. God, give us courage. And God, we thank you that you are calling each one of us. You do not want anyone to stray. You want to create one flock that is following the good shepherd. So God, as a church, May we be faithful. May we keep checking in to make sure that you, Lord Jesus, are the one that we are following. When there are so many different options and positions that we can take, may we spend time with you, Jesus, listening to your voice as to what you are calling us to do. And may you silence those other voices so we can continue to know the voice of our shepherd. God, we thank you that your presence is here with us by your spirit. We worship you today. We ask this in your name. Amen. For those who are praying with those who stand it, maybe God, maybe just put a picture or a word on your heart. Feel free to take that opportunity right now just to share that with them. But why don't we all jump to our feet as we just sing a final song of worship to our God. It actually lifts our eyes off the here and now, I talked before about how God's heart is to gather His flock, that one day there will be one flock 
following one shepherd, that in the midst of all the different decisions and uh, paths that we can take in our life here on earth right now, there is something significant that happens when we lift our eyes heavenward and see all the things that are in our midst right now, not from a perspective of the here and now, but from the perspective of heaven. So why don't we just join in singing and proclaiming how good our God is. Lift our eyes off what is around us today and on to heaven. Let's sing. How I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets To look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity. There will be a day when all will bow before him. There will be a day when death will be no more. Standing face to face with he who died and rose
whatever it is we walk through this week, God, lift our eyes. Lift our eyes, not on our circumstance, but on to You, our Good Shepherd, who is calling us, who is leading us. And we thank You, Jesus, that You have laid down Your life for us so that death didn't mean to have death, but death can mean that we can have life with You and sing this song into eternity. God, we thank You. We praise You. We give You glory this morning because You are worth all of our praise. God, we thank You. We love You. Amen. Amen. Well, thank You for joining us this morning. Make sure you go and uh, get some food from Flavors of Beyond and uh, head out to hear some more stories from Bethany and we'll see you next week. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We are a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au to find out more.